Hello, 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 people. What's happening? What's happening? Dr. Timey is in the building. Welcome to the Puff Puff Show. Yes, we've got Master L. What are you saying, bro? It's an honor to be back again. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And then, yeah, we got a new special guest for you today. And it is Mazzy. What is going on, bro? What's going on? How are you? Welcome to the Puff Pop Show. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Timmy. Uh, <laughs> it's good to be on the Puff Pop Show. I've, uh, I've listened to it and it's, it's an honor to be here. Fantastic. Yeah, what's, fantastic. what's good, Mazzy? Mazzy, welcome. Welcome. Like to have you in the house. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so just to ask, you know, so for people who don't actually know, what does that Mazzy mean? And what, what's the background to that pronunciation? Mazi actually means Mister. Okay. But a lot of people attribute it to meaning an elder. Mm-hmm. And it's because from when I've been in secondary school, I've always had this senior brother outlook. I've always been the serious guy, take things seriously. But back in 1993, uh, my granddad died. And, you know, when, when you have the Igbo burials, you, you make these t-shirts with, with the picture. And then he had uh, Mazi Umulu Azubike, and that was his name at the time. And after that, I went back to boarding school. I schooled in Ibadan, International School Ibadan, so you can imagine taking that t-shirt. So I wore it one day on the field to go and play football and, and someone picked it up and, and they just picked it up and said, calling me mad. <laughs> oh, wow. And, and it's stuck. It's and stuck. I'll tell, tell you how bad it's stuck. It's, it's stuck for all these years. And recently in the UK, I have a set of friends, a set of business analysts and project managers that we have been good friends for quite a while. We are now on a, on a WhatsApp platform. Mm. We talk about different things, just random subjects all the time. And funny enough, I just laughed one day when someone referred to me as Mazi and totally unrelated people. They, they didn't know it was my nickname. They didn't know anything. And since then, they've kept calling me Mazi in the platform as well. I like... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what, what a coincidence because I think whenever I chat yeah. and, and the level of my conversations, it, it's always very deep. So 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 basically they are like the elders have spoken, right? So when So for those now, who don't know what um Igbo tribe it, it's a it's a tribe in Nigeria which is the eastern part of Nigeria, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, the East. Part, yeah, yes. yeah. So it's just in case you know for the audience that that we're listening. So yeah, just going to straight into it in terms of what we're discussing today in terms of topic. So we thought it would be good to introduce you know the audience to what we call African Nigerian proverbs parables that you know we normally get. Uh, either spoken to by our parents or elders you know in, in the community that people just normally drop this this uh, word of wisdoms you know across any time you're doing stuff you, you come across someone that would have said something in a proverb sounding format trying to send you a message of wisdom and we just thought yeah it'd be good to introduce our audience you know and i know yourself and master are very good on this for me you know i have a few we'll see what that is so yes we're ready to go so master l are you looking to start this going i i have i have indeed i have indeed i've got a good one though this cool. takes me back to some secondary school we had this uh, chemistry um, teacher uh, so it was a subject that we did you know uh, in secondary school and we had this chemistry teacher who was so good in chemistry but actually we don't remember him for chemistry we actually remember him for proverbs because he 
always has something fresh every time he stepped into the class. He just came into the class and he just dropped his proverbs unannounced, no intro. He just dropped it. And I'm going to try and say what he said and, and in the way that he said it, which is very funny. So he just came in and said, how many times does a man have to kill a lion before he's called a lion killer? <laughs> and we all were like, okay, what is what is he talking about? So so the backdrop to, to the pro- proverb really is that in, in secondary school, for those of you who don't know, back in Nigeria, uh, in boarding school, we all had rules and regulations. So you cannot go out of the environment of the school without proper authorization. There were a couple of guys, you know, who were quite frequent, you know, sort of, you know, flouting the rules and, and going out because it was a lot more fun to go out and maybe buy some food or some snacks and things like that, you know, because, you know, the, the food in the hostel, you know, sometimes is not really, you know, up to par to what you would get normally at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got food now. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, <laughs> the, you know, those kind of things, you know, you know, the bread, you know, very small bread. Because I used to wonder, like, where did they used to go and make those bread? Because they must have, like, told the baker right we need the bread to be extremely small extremely small <laughs> <laughs> so basically right there were guys that were notorious for this and and they used to uh-huh. get into the list and, and stuff like that and they would get punished and um, but there was a couple of guys that were known as the good guys you know who don't obey all the school rules you know future prefects future representatives to the school I think what happened was that the night before, the teacher actually saw one of the good guys outside and uh, he was like, mm, this is not good. So when he came to the class and the guy was also in our class as well. So oh, he, now, now, now we see where the story is going. Yeah, so he dropped There was that. a corporate class. <laughs> it was a corporate class. So basically, I think the moral that he was trying to, to get us was that, look, you know, you've been a good person. You know, you've been doing things in a certain way. We know your character, that it only takes one action you know, for people to forget the character that we knew you as and start associating you as something else. So that was the whole thing that you just kill a lion once and then you're known as a lion killer. That's an interesting point, you know, sorry to cut you, because why? I've always thought about why is it that people tend to remember when someone's done something bad, no matter if you've done good things a million times, people would always remember that bad thing over the amount of good things you've done. And it's not just about the public or general even when it comes to like family friends people just seem to be stuck on i used to have this conversation at work with a couple of colleagues that always had like temper issues and i used to say to them you know when you react to someone at work a lot of times people don't actually remember what triggered your reaction or Mm. if that person was out of line but they always remember that you behaved unprofessionally it's like you forget that someone did something it's like someone swears at you at work yeah and someone maybe you're not into swearing and that and you just got a little bit like why would you do that like this is work and all that kind of stuff and maybe you overreacted but no one actually focuses on that whole what triggered the whole thing straight away they've always known you to be professional straight yeah. away you're just like a villain and i guess yeah. so that that particular proverb is kind of like yeah it's kind of like something that you kind of think do you want to tarnish your reputation your, your reputation yeah i'll tell you what it is with what you've just said there because that's really really interesting i've got a theory about this i think it has to do with the sort of negative emotion that you know a certain is an action 
you know rises in someone you know so people tend to remember you know hurts and pain a lot more than they remember laughter and fun and stuff like that you know because mm. there's just that feeling about fun you know you kind of undervalue it you know but mm. obviously if someone does something painful you're like oh i need to hold on to that and perhaps remember that so that next time i can protect myself you know from pain you know so it's a little so bit that, of a, a defense mechanism kind of so what you're saying is that kind of sticks in the brain in the human mind quite often but you know that that's an interesting one mazi what's happening yeah yeah I, I tell you um talking about temper is growing up uh, i lived with uh quite a number of uncles the typical Igbo household uh where you have uncles coming in i think it was when my dad passed uh in 2016 and i went for the burial that i realized all of those uncles were not really uncles they're just people who passed through my house but I learned a lot from all of them I think that one of these stories um, must have come from one of them and it talks about temper there's this elderly man whose, whose son was always getting angry used to have very hot temper his dad called him one day and said look my son you see that wall over there every time you get angry just take a, a nail and hammer and punch a hole on the wall and oh. and every time the boy got angry you know he would do that and in a day you have like 20 holes 30 holes 40 holes on the wall and then the more the boy starts seeing those holes the more he's there realizing the impact of his anger over time he's there reducing the anger reducing the anger to the point where he was making no more holes on the wall and then his dad then took him back to the wall after you know he's now chilled out no more holes doesn't get angry anymore he's sort of a good child and took him back to the wall i said my son look at that wall is the wall the same from time before you start punching the holes and now and that, wow. that mm, that's that's deep, deep. that yeah. is deep. that goes to tell you the, the impact <laughs> of anger and that is why this anger sticks so much when you do something bad to people it cannot stick so much because it drills a hole in them mm. yeah 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 so that 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 part of is key key master i'll say that part of it again. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just one more time then how many times does a man have to kill a lion before he's called a lion killer that's i don't think you can kill plenty lions at this rate. <laughs> but but that's interesting. Well, let, let me say one that I I this one. I, to be honest, I don't know the meaning of it, um, but I found it very funny. So I, I want and I'm going to say it in, in a typical Eastern accent. I will try, but I found it very funny. So we're going to have to make out what this one means. Okay. Um, I, I, and this one says, a man who swallows a whole coconut mm. has complete faith in his uh, anus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, images of coconut now. Oh my word. That, that is that is such that is such a powerful proverb. I, imagine like you saying that immediately after someone has done something like you're thinking, mm, bro, yeah, I don't think that was a very good idea, right? <laughs> that you've just done that. Yeah, yeah. So let's dissect so what, that. What, what, yeah, know? let's dissect that. What, what do you think? A man who swallows a whole coconut has complete faith in his 
Anus. Anus for people who don't know. So see where I'm looking at that, I think that really maybe is talking to, you know, someone, you know, being reckless, right? You know, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. you know, just sort of, you know, doing something without any sort of planning or forethought or just thinking about the consequences. It's like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, you know, jump out of a window, right? I'm just like I'm just gonna, you know, sit on this spiky chair or I'm just going to wear you know this pair of shoes that is not slip proof after it's been raining or snowy or not having the appropriate footwear um, that's mm. kind of what's coming to mind am I close am I close yeah yeah I think so I think I think I would say as basically what you say so if you're if you're using the analogy of you know something coming out of the end obviously it means what what you put in you know is what you get out but yeah. I guess if it's talking about coconut and what's coming out it's going to be similar to what you're saying which means for me is if you do something right you you gotta be prepared for the consequences so basically that's what i say so you have to have faith in the fact that you can deal with the consequences of that kind of action you know and that is so true you know because you talk about how proverbs you know sort of relate to real life and and what kind of lessons you can really teach you know from this wise sayings you know it kind of you know it's very very relevant even in times like this you know where you know we all have to be careful about the things that we're doing you know we we all have to do social distancing you know we all have to protect Mm. ourselves you know against the virus and things like that you know, you can almost kind of have a teachable moment where you're sort of saying to someone, look, you know what, you know, we're all trying to stay, you know, safe and protect each other by staying inside. Obviously, with the aspiration and the hope that, you know, the virus will soon dissipate and then we'll all mm-hmm. be able to do what we want to do. So, you know, just like taking a little bit of a sacrifice now to make sure that we don't bear the consequence of the virus just continuing over and over again. Proverbs like that for me is just so telling because it just reminds you that you do need to consider the things that you do, especially when you can anticipate what the uh, the results would look like. Yeah, yeah. Because imagine, no, sorry. Go yeah. On, go on. <laughs> Funny enough, when we talk about uh, consequences, it, it kind of <laughs> it kind of reminds me of how I understand the consequences of my actions from from my parents. Mm-hmm. And although sometimes mm-hmm. they might speak in proverbs, and sometimes they might tell you of, but but the biggest time or that I understand consequence from my parents is when they look at you. <laughs> when they look at you there's there's a statement i made to my dad i'm not sure if it's appropriate to say here uh because it's an evil thing i probably wouldn't say it but basically it was about love and i i said to my dad it doesn't matter who i marry it doesn't matter if that person is an outcast once i fall in love i, I i'll marry them and look my dad gave mm. to me <laughs> he really really said oh talking about looks though it does it does remind me my mom used to have this look right um, especially when we were growing up you know young kids you know when we go out you know to go visit other people and let's say there was some food being shared around you know you know obviously my mom always drilled in us you know when you go to other people's houses be respectful you know you don't want to seem like the greedy kid or the kid that is not eating at home and stuff like that you know so so when they when they bring out the food right you know everyone is kind of 
don't want to be the first person to go and grab the food, right? You know, so so sometimes we forget, like, you know, so food comes out, maybe it's the skates or whatever it is, you know, they put it on the table and then you, you know, you immediately you're attracted to it, you want to go grab it. And then my mom just gives you that look, and you know, like, okay, okay, you know, I need to just sit and wait until I am told. Oh, that. Before, <laughs> yeah, I, you, you are the type that used to go and tip his kids in public. Because once the biscuit lands like this, right, I'm thinking, how many of it can I have before it goes out yeah. everybody? Yeah. No, it's typical Nigerian family. It's kind of like everyone don't tarnish the family name. Oh, Master L has gone around stealing biscuits in people's party. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no. So I've got this other one. I've got this other one. This one has to yeah. be with Enos uh, and Bomb again, man. This okay, one okay. So this one says, if you sleep with eating Enos, you will okay. definitely wake up with your hands smelling. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say that in English. So, if, if you sleep with your 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 backside itchy, um, you definitely wake up with your hands smelly. Basically, so it, it, it kind of ties so, into similar similar thing. Um, Adej as well that says, "He who walks with dogs will surely learn how to eat shit." <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's let's delve into that one, please. Can can you break that one down? So basically, people that are not sort of are not aware, they have these very very local dogs back in the east, and, and they they sort of in the olden days when there wasn't any form of toilet, what they would do is uh, I don't know if these dogs are trained or um, if if it, that's just the nature of it. A, a mm. child would sort of defecates uh, um, in a certain area. And uh, the way they sort of clear that away is to is to get the dogs to eat the shit. <laughs> wow. Oh man, that is nasty. Wow. That is just that wow. is just <laughs> what, what what happened to wow. bones? Like, you know, what happened Bro. to you know meat and, and all that kind of eat. stuff? No, but guy, let's 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 think about that before you continue, please. What condition must that dog have been in? to eat some shit. Funny enough, it, it was it was common practice and I, I don't know if this, this dog's... <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, where the, that's where the adage has come from. <laughs> surely learn how to eat shit okay that is crazy see i've got one though i think it's, it's kind of slightly related it talks uh, about uh, says the grasshopper that runs into the midst of fowls would end up in the land of the spirits so just for people that don't know fowls is just another name back in nigeria for chickens so obviously the grasshopper is like food uh, and for chickens so obviously if you if you're a grasshopper you go into the supposed enemy camp you know be prepared for the afterlife in more ways than one so i guess it's kind of relating to you know um, how your actions you know could have direct you know, and dire consequences if you're not mm. uh, very careful about it. So I've got I've got this one which talks about no matter how many push-ups the lizard does, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, will never be as muscular 
as the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? That is very true, though. Because, because when you see lizards, you know, the lizard always has that thing, you know, bopping with the head thing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and actually, now that you said push-ups, I'm like, yeah, that's true. It, it is push-ups that the lizard is doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, the lizard is a bit toned, but obviously most of it is true <laughs> so, so for, for some for guys that keep going to the gym you know you, you don't have the uh, minerals right it's kind of interesting though with that because if you kind of dissect that a little bit obviously you know lizard and alligator you could almost you know see it in the same family of stuff but just mm-hmm. because someone else does something doesn't necessarily mean that you would do it and get exactly the same results. So you're um, spot on. So, so just before you go, before you continue, you're spot on. So I'll tell you what, what it means. So it means, so you never be who or what you're not, no matter how hard you try. Yeah. You can try every possible method available. You are who you are, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it, it just goes back, you know, when we always talk about being yourself, you know, discovering yourself, what's mm-hmm. your purpose, you know, somebody else's purpose, you know, cannot be yours. You know, it might look good, you know, from where you stand and where you're looking mm-hmm. at it, but you can't have the same kind of swag as someone else, you know. You've got to be smooth in your own way, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, it, and it's the same thing with everything, you know. If you think about, you know, life, career, you know, family, you know, you can't just look at somebody else's life and think, right, you know, I want to do exactly what that person is doing. Because there's mm. just so many things in between, you know, that, that you don't see. You got to do your own. You got to do your own, master your own purpose uh, and, and, and try and, and work that through. So that is very true. Very, very true. Uh, it's something that I would hope that, you know, I'll be able to pass to my kids, you know, just to have confidence in themselves and in mm. how they see the world and, and what they can achieve in the world as well. I'll come back to that one about about something you pass on to your kids. Uh, Mazi. What's up? I, no, I, it, it, kind of, it kind of leads me when, when he's mentioned about about, about kids. And <laughs> it's quite mm. funny because what a child has seen standing on top of a tree, an old man has seen sitting on the ground. Mm. And that ties like into that. a second adage that goes, you can never be wiser than your grandfather. And that ties into um, growing up. I, ha- I have this friend who, who gave me his story, similar. Uh, while while he was in school, um, he always used to send requests to to his dad. We've been asked to buy this textbook, and we've been asked to buy that textbook. This is just basically to get money for uni, and and I use it to flaunt, you know, have have some extra fun. Dude, dude needs some extra cash. He's like, you know, I just, I just want to yeah, do one yeah, more. Yeah, you know how it book. is. You never tell your parents you want to buy anything other than educational materials. You know, so, <laughs> so if you need money for extra, you have to use the textbook. And his dad would always say, and and recently he told me one day because he's doing well now. He's he's a bank manager with a bank now, and <laughs> and he said one day that his dad called him and said he needed money. I can't remember what what the money uh, the dad requested for, and shortly again the dad requested for for more money dad, dad is retired now uh, and then he started complaining to the dad and and the dad just laughed <laughs> dad laughed and he said did you not think that i knew 
that it wasn't text with smarter than his dad back then but no <laughs> yeah and that's true because obviously you know there's no best teacher than experience isn't it so i've got another one tied on to the one for kids this this one's very good but i think this would be more targeted to like um parents this one's called lion nofi bomb good and for those listening obviously this is like uh, nigerian or african broken english so this basically means a lion can't give birth to a goat mm-hmm. and the translation for that really is that you are who you are and you produce what you are so i guess this would be more like you know for for kids and and for parents and everything going forward is if you want someone to be a certain way like for instance you know how you train a child is how they kind of grow up so you've got to be very mindful of what you do and how you impact your kids i guess you know as parents these days you know you've got to like understand how certain actions that we probably learned from our parents and our parents parents might not be suitable for today's uh 2020 kids if you get what i mean Mm. so if you act a certain way be mindful that your kids in this new environment are likely going to produce exactly that and also it's it's probably similar to you know what we said about you know if if you put in uh, effort doing certain things you're probably gonna you know get that type of result so you're not going to be getting something different you can't you can't sow seed for an apple and expect to reap bananas if you get what i mean so i guess that's what that's that's saying in terms of yeah you, you know you've got to be very mindful in terms of what you put in or else you can only get the same thing yeah before before we we, we delve into that actually i just wanted to something just came to my mind when you when you said that it's really funny there was a scene in the lion king when rafiki you know, came and, you know, was was talking about Timber needing to go back and stuff. And then Timon yeah. said, the monkey's his uncle. You know, so when you when you sort of said that, it just reminded me of that conversation whereby Timon was asking, is the monkey Simba's uncle? I'm like, well, clearly they don't look like... They, they, don't, they, look like, they, they don't look alike. You only right? produce your kind. You can only produce your kind. But what you said is absolutely correct. You know, this is the stuff that, you know, um, they talk about you know you know training up a child in, in a particular way you know so that when he's old he doesn't depart from it that's another, that's another proverb uh, as well it is kind of important in terms of the values that we transfer you know to sort of kids and um, especially you know if we want them to you know have a certain sort of representation now obviously you know you you cannot you know, um, as a parent, you know, sort of, you know, investing in your child, you know, not invest in the right sort of, you know, character building or, or mm-hmm. the right ingredients, you know, that would actually mm. allow them to grow up to, mm. to to be equipped to be all that they can be mm. in life. So it, there are multiple facets, you know, of that proverb that you can kind of peel, you know, out of and take out of. And I think that's a really strong one. Fantastic. Mazi, what's up? Uh, <laughs> no, so I mean, um, so slightly different from as you're speaking about sort of making sure so we bring up your kids in the right way and making sure that you know what you sow is what you reap uh, and, and doing the right things. There's an adage that kind of gives me courage. My last name is Azubuike, which which means back is power. And <laughs> in my family, we, we we have some good backside. Anyway, <laughs> but, <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second. 
Bro, are you advertising something here on the post post show? <laughs> what is going on? Wow. <laughs> Let's get some pictures of the last thing had, had doesn't doesn't really have to do with that. It, it just it was back then uh, our forefathers used to be warriors. And um, you know, when where you fight in the warrior kingdom, you have to pin the other your opponents back to the floor and that's how you win the competition. That came from there many, many, many years ago. That's sort of how how the name was, was kind mm. of formed. So I, I suppose my my uh, my ancestors were warriors some way back. But there's an idea that always rings rings to me, especially when I want to get into a confrontational situation, you know, when you're going into that meeting that you feel like, you know what, I, I'm not sure I'm ready for this meeting. Um, I'm not sure I'm ready to meet this client. Mm-hmm. And what if I go in and mess myself up? And a lot of the times that adage comes to me and I say to myself, he who fights and runs away will leave to fight another day. So basically, yeah. it, it ties into just take the bull by the horn. You can't run away. Um, yeah. No matter what you do, just make sure that in life, you just try and hit the nail on the wall. Try and get what you want to do. Get yourself prepared on time. You probably won't get a second chance. Yeah. And if you do, you still have to come back and repeat the same thing. So make sure that, you know, you're, you're yeah, quite man. prepared when you go in that first time because you can't, you can't run away from it. Yeah. That's real, yeah. man. That's yeah, cool. there was one that we were talking about the other day, Tamed, Dr. Time. I don't know if you remember, the frowning of the he goats does not stop oh. from being prized. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I what, think you said it better. Many. I think you said it yeah, better. Yeah, right? so no matter how much a goat frowns, it will still have a buyer. Yes. <laughs> so that basically just means this would have to be with uh, confidence, mm, right? Yeah. So there's always someone that would patronize your service if it's valuable so sometimes people think about their appearances a lot you know i don't look this way or for instance people might say oh i'm not educated to this level but what people don't realize is people buy into value yes right so when it says no matter how much it goes around so imagine you go to to the market right you go buy a goat yeah. Right. And you 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 get uh you know loads of goats like 20 30 goats <laughs> and then you spot this goat frowning. But guy, I eat goats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how you want to frown at me. Right now, the value you bring is your edible. Just to apologize to anyone who's um, <laughs> vegan or you know whatever. I, I eat meat, so sorry. But anyway, that that's basically what it is that you you have value. So therefore, it doesn't really matter how you want to see or what your disability or disqualifications or whatever it is, is if you bring value, people would definitely, you know, see something in it and buy it off you. And and just talking about value, just to, to explain to people, you know, why a he-goat is so valuable, you know, especially back in the Nigerian culture. So you've got the different types of goats, um, but the he-goat is always seen as, as the one that probably has the most, you know, amount of, you know, boisterous flesh and, and it's supposedly tasting sweeter. I don't think it really does, but I think there's just that oh. sort of <laughs> thing that, you know, the he-goat just tastes a lot better than the other animals. But I, I think, you know, that's, that's really you know, important. My, 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 my apologies, you know, I beg to I'm sure that, uh, the, the he-goat tastes nice. <laughs> it does, eh? <laughs> 
speaking so from someone who has probably had a few egos yes yes <laughs> a few egos man so yeah man guys it's it's been so lovely i like i like us to close the show so mazi you're the new kid on the block could you do us that honor and just give us one last one to, to send us out? For me, in life, there is while growing up I, in uni, I stayed with the dad's, uh, my dad's friend. I kind of mm. stayed with people to, to accommodate, to, to sort of help with accommodation. And on this occasion, I, I drove him down to, to see his elder brother. And the next morning, I was kind of washing the car, doing my best. I'm just doing a favor to my dad's friend by washing his car. But his other brother came out and started inspecting the vehicle. And for me, at the time, I was a bit upset. I must confess, because, you know, I'm a young guy. I think I shouldn't be washing the car. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is. Always pumped up. Always always pumped up. (laughs) Too much energy. <laughs> washing the car but can't drive it <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then he 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 started inspecting yeah, and he could see my face he could see i was getting angry because he was spotting the errors that i was making in washing the vehicle and the next thing he said to me uh, even though at the time he didn't really because i was pumped up i didn't really understand it but over time that has stuck with me and in everything i do um it's always stayed with me and he said to me he said what is what doing is what doing well or you don't do it at all you know and and funny enough <laughs> funny enough even though i was angry uh, uh the other day I, I noticed myself saying the same thing to my five-year-old son <laughs> yeah yeah now you're transferring knowledge passing yeah, the yeah. knowledge passing the I'm touch <laughs> what is worth doing is worth it's doing well well yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one to leave to the people. Yeah. You've got to be willing to do it well. So. Absolutely. Uh, no, no, I think I think that that's spot on. And I think it's one that rings true, you know, everything. You know, you've got to mm. put in your effort in. You've got to put in quality in, you know, just so that we're talking about value in the last one, you know, um, proverb, you know, so that you can create value, you know, value for, for the people around you, you know, value for your neighbors, your friends, your family. Uh, you've got to you got to remember that you know when you're doing something, don't just do something and just you know have as you say haphazardly or you know without a lot of uh, thought towards it. So guys, as usual, it's always been good. The chief cook has just made you a meal, and if there's anything you got out from there, man, please hit me up. And yeah, you know, follow me on Doctor Timey Official on Instagram, the Puff Puff Show. Until next time, the kitchen will be open. Command chop.